Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mail Right Show. Today, I'm so excited, but it's episode number 322. We have one of, I, I asked this human to come on the show, and he was kind enough to agree. Um, his, his, uh, I don't really get that, Robert. Do we normally ask non-humans on the show? <laughs> well, because... Uh, listen, your world and my world are very different. I live in a world where everybody's really finicky about their pronouns. I'm in California. I, I hang out with a whole, whole bunch of creatives. They're he, she, they, it. And I'm just, I just, I've changed my language just to simply say human. Because right. no, nobody can argue with me. Like All I right. can't, I can't get in trouble. <laughs> so um, David is uh, the, the, well, he'll, he'll introduce himself, but... I hope that everybody has got their listening on today because he's going to share how he has uh, helped his team be one of the fastest growing teams in Virginia, the market that he serves. More importantly, he really impressed me in terms of his systems, his process knowledge. Um, he was one of my favorite conversations uh, in 2021. We have not done any business together, just full transparency. But uh, that didn't slow me down at all in asking him to come on the show and be a part of the MailRite show. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to serve it over to David first just for an intro. And then we're going to let John introduce himself and then circle back around to me. So go ahead, David. Why don't you tell, your, tell the audience who you are? Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. My name is David Mount. I'm a real estate agent. I'm also our team's chief operating officer. Our team is the Redux Group of EXP Realty. And we operate in the D.C. metro area. So our headquarters is in Virginia, but we serve Maryland, D.C., Northern Virginia, as well as Richmond. A um, little bit of background on our team. Uh, just in 2021, our team closed 440 transaction sides, both buy and sell. And then we did about $191 million in sales volume last year. Um, and looking forward to growing here in 2022 beyond what we did last year. And I have no I, no doubt whatsoever that you will do exactly that. John, for those people that may be new to the show and might not know who you are, uh, pugilistic uh, English bloke, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, our audience? Uh, hi there. Thanks, Rob. I'm the founder of MailRite. It's, um, we build really great websites on WordPress for real estate agents. And then we offer a host of digital marketing tools that help you get quality leads and keep in contact with your previous clientele. That's what we do, basically. Over to you, Robert. And I am uh, a 16-year veteran in the real estate marketing industry. I, um, I'm probably, arguably, one of the top, if not the top, real estate SEO inbound marketer that exists that you can still talk to on the telephone, um, like actually get a hold of and speak to. Um, and so without any further ado, if anybody's interested in checking me out, just go to inboundrem.com. I have hundreds of posts there that will help you and your business, which is how David found me originally, is some of the content that I produced. So without any further ado, uh, let's, let's get into it. So first and foremost, uh, Spirit of Transparency, David has corrected me a couple of times because he doesn't necessarily identify himself as thinking that his digital marketing strategies are are the main driver of your business. Is that correct? Am I, am I, am I translating that correctly to our audience? Okay. So what, just to start, let's start there. What is, 
you're saying, all right, we're having all this growth in this big team, but we're not necessarily doing it all through digital. So how are you doing it? Yeah. So when we started back in 2014, so I joined with our CEO, Chris, Chris Craddock, uh, back in 2014. We were starting as a team at that point. It was basically mostly sphere of influence. And okay. each of us were on the horn eight hours a day trying to drum up business, just calling people who already know us, like us, and trust us, right? We mm-hmm. would always be walking around our office, you know, phone to our ear, like almost the whole day. Um, and people in our office would kind of point fingers at us and, and kind of be like, man, you guys are always on the phone. But the reality was that's how we got our start growing really quickly was just getting on the phone, letting people know we're in real estate, telling them about deals that we had and generating referrals. So that's how it started in 2014. From there, we added uh, our CRM, Boomtown. We, we didn't even have a CRM to start, right? I was just going through my phone, just calling people and, and just trying to figure it out. Um, but we added Boomtown in 2015, and then we started to do some Google pay-per-click. And I believe at that time they were doing Facebook ads as well. So Google pay-per-click and Facebook ads. Um, I actually got pretty good at, at being the one who's following up with them, converting those leads over time. Um, I want to say within the, a year, I think my first full year in real estate, I probably closed six or eight, six to eight transactions mm-hmm. uh, from some of those Boomtown paid ads that they did through Google pay-per-click and, and Facebook. Um, so started to get pretty good at that. Um, over the years, uh, things started to evolve. Uh, one of the things that's really helped our growth is uh, a partnership that we have with a local real estate investor where we'll, we're basically able to get seller opportunities um, that aren't a good fit for that real estate investor. And they're very large and they have a big marketing spend. So we were able to get opportunities from them and mm-hmm. that's what really started to grow our team. Um, and then it was just a matter of recruiting, attracting the agents to our business who could service that business, as well as some of the other lead sources that we had in addition to Sphere and then some of the, the leads through pay-per-click and Facebook. Okay. And how, how many agents are we talking about right now? Right now, at this point in time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got, I think our current count is about 26. Okay. Uh, we include myself and Chris. Yeah, so 24 and, other agents. And when you started in 2014, how many agents were there? Uh, just me, Chris, and one other guy. So three. Okay. So in six years, you've taken your team, you've grown your team by three, four, 500%, something like that, right? Like you went from three to 26 to 26 agents. Are you and Chris still the top producers on the team? No. No, we've, uh, Chris is almost completely out of production. If he takes a listing, he partners with another agent on it. Um, and they handle the majority of it. And then, uh, I still do about two deals a month. Um, but nowhere near that. That's not even close to like our our top producer. I think, I think our our top two people did somewhere in the neighborhood of 67, I think for one. And then I think 71 for the other agent. Um, so yeah, still a, a much higher volume than than I'm doing or that Chris is doing, thankfully. <laughs> okay. So the Pareto principle still applies. You have a couple people doing literally between those two people that you just mentioned, that's 25% of your of your volume right there. Which is, by the way, for those of you listening, for those of you who may not know, which everybody should know, the Pareto principle says that 20% of anything is always going to produce 80% of your results. So if you're you're running a sales team, which I've done for 30 plus years, 
that always applies. You always have three, four people at the stack top of like a very big team where that one person or two people will be, be producing maybe five, 10 times as much as other people on, on, on the same team with the same tools, the same technology, all of that different stuff. Um, it seems to be there. It seems to be working with, with his team. Now, John, that's the setup. Now, I know where I want to go with this conversation as it relates to the rest of it. Yeah, you take, you take the lead in this one, Rob. I'm, I'm quite happy just to have the odd question, but I'm really happy to let you continue. Okay. So what really struck me when I was talking to you, David, was you're, re- like, you're saying, oh, we're not digital guys. But I, I seem to recollect, and for everybody listening, I'm recollecting a conversation that happened three months ago, ish, ish, and we were your your processes, your systems were seemed to be really dialed in. You you always seem to know, like you know your numbers, you know who's producing, you know all those details seem to be right at the tip of mind. And that was the same thing in my two hour long conversation with you. It's the same. Same thing. We were we were talking about different technology, and you were talking about things that you'd looked at, and you seem to have a very dialed in numeric approach to looking at operations. Is that is that did I come away with a correct impression in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, I would say that's definitely accurate, and it's grown over the years, right? I feel like where I am now is vastly different than where I was a year ago or two years ago. Um, a number of things have really changed the game for us that I think have helped me grow in, in big ways. Um, when it comes to knowing the numbers, tracking systems, measuring ROI, um, you know, as a small team, you don't feel like you necessarily, you don't have uh, a title or whatever your title is. It's like everything in the kitchen sink because you're a small team, right? Right. <laughs> so you have to figure it out and whatever's urgent, you have to, you have to go to it. And so, I feel like over the past year or two, I've really started to think more like a director um, than a, you know, all in one, do whatever you can. So because we don't have a marketing director, I'm the function, I'm functionally the marketing director. You know, before we didn't have a recruiter, we just hired one a year ago and I was functionally the the recruiter and, and Chris and I would, would determine which agents we would want to make offers to, to join our team. Um, and so as we've gotten leverage for, from certain leaders, I've realized where the gaps are that I need to stay the marketing director and you know make sure that our operations and marketing is really dialed in. And it's caused me to have to take a step back a little bit and dive into spreadsheets, right? And mm-hmm. and really take a look at, okay, how much are we spending on this? You know, If we talk about marketing, how much are we spending on this? What's the ROI? What have we closed? What do we have that's signed but not on the market yet? What do we have that's active and coming soon and what's pending, like projected revenue? Um, so those things are, are really key. But honestly, I, I probably didn't start doing that until under a year ago. So even at a team our size, it's, it's taken a, a while to get to the point where it's like as dialed in as it really should. It's much easier if you start that way versus have to backtrack, you know, and, and go back six years. Right. So you, when you started cre- creating let's just call it a process to look at the numbers, to come up with these, this data, you were going back all six years in order to do that. Is that correct? We haven't gone back all six years. No, I, I, I probably went back probably a year, two years, 
for the marketing sources that we're still using because our marketing has changed over the years. So going back all six years probably wouldn't be super helpful um, just because we're not using those marketing sources anymore. Gotcha. And so you said that this last year has seen a lot of growth and change for you. Can you, did you just tell us what that growth and change was, or is there some other things that you felt were, so the way that I'm viewing this question is we're talking to a guy who's gone from let's whatever you did the first year, hundred transactions, let's pr- pretend that's the number. It doesn't really matter, but you've gone from certainly a much smaller level of, of transactions all the way up to many hundreds. And so I'm thinking in my head, so what are you seeing like process wise that you had to go back and like re-examine as you've grown? Like what are those, what are those steps? Yeah, there's a couple systems that we've implemented this year and and a lot of it has to do with people. So we hired a talent acquisitions manager um, who's essentially our one HR person. um, And she's amazing. She's helped us systematize our recruiting and it helps honestly having a third person. Just having me and Chris was challenging because we talk every day. We think so much alike. We're both, you know, uh, you know, I think Chris is in his 40s, but we're both close to the same age. We're both white males. Like we think relatively similar. Mm-hmm. And so getting a, a recruiter who has been in the business a long time, she's amazing. Like just having somebody to do like a lot of the legwork for us in screening candidates. She comes from that industry. It just helped level up our, our perspective uh, and our system. Absolutely. When it comes to just even the one thing of recruiting, which is just one spoke in the wheel of, you know, systems to improve the business. So we, we've added a lot of people this year, not just agents, but also staff. Um, and I feel like every time we do, like the next iteration is always better than the previous one. Yeah, we need, we probably need to go for a break, Rob. Already? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. Um, when we come back, uh, I'm going to actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to segue, uh, saying what I wanted to say, which is this, um, so digital marketing, John and I talk about lead generation a lot, but digital marketing or marketing in general, or building a team, in my opinion, digital marketing is actually just as relevant on the recruiting side, the building of the business, the building of the reputation so that agents want to work with you. Oftentimes the agent's first exposure to a brokerage, not maybe not in your case, David, but in many cases, it's going to be, they see you online and they think that you're moving and shaking in some way or another. So it seeds the earth in terms of if you just got into a conversation with them, Potentially, it would be a little bit easier, or at least they would know who you are, maybe know what your mission is, how you serve your local market, things of that nature. So I'm sure that people are wondering why I asked you to come on the show, because it's a little bit outside our bailiwick. But I I don't really perceive it that way. I, I perceive the whole thing as one, one big pie. My top clients are are broke like small brokers, just like yourself, and those guys are are just as concerned about recruiting as they are about getting the next lead or closing deals or handing off a couple hundred leads to their to their agents because that that's part of the business right is growing if if that's the track that you're on um 
So anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a break. We're going to dig a little bit more into that. I'm going to give both John and David a chance to actually talk. And uh, we'll we'll see you back. Whatever platform you're on, do us a favor. Uh, if it's someplace you can smash a like button, smash a like button. Do John and I that, that courtesy and David as well. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Um, we'll see you in a second. Or you'll hear us in a second. All right. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mail Right Show. We're here with David Mount, who is an agent and the COO for a rapidly growing uh, brokerage uh, under the EXP banner in the Virginia area. I'm just going to say area because you you listed off all the places that you serve. We're talking to him about how he's he's maintained his growth. Now, David, I do want to ask one question of you because it is a digital marketing show and we do focus on digital, you do actually use digital. It's just not what you're saying is the main driver of your growth. Since I happen to know that you've been using Boomtown for a while because it came up in our conversation, I, I've just looked up your site. You're still using them. So I can verify personally, you've been using them for at least six months to a year minimum, probably much longer. So how do you leverage that? So you're not doing traditional, but how do you leverage the digital that you have? Yeah. One thing that's been really helpful for us, and this is so basic for a lot of people, but as something as simple as having a Facebook group <laughs> or a Facebook page and advertising our listings on there, we did a big push back when Facebook got a lot better, better organic reach back in 2015, 2016 to increase our followership on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have something like 2,500, maybe 2,200 followers on our Facebook page. And so I was just on a listing appointment even like a month ago where I was talking about the marketing that we do for listings. And he was like, oh yeah, I see it on Facebook. Like we're good. Like I, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. Like we're good. You don't need to tell me any more about it. Like I trust you. So even something as simple as like having a Facebook page where we're putting marketing out there, like and our followers are seeing it, that helps a lot because he's a sphere of influence person. So we're connected on social already. And it's just further verification that they can trust us. So, so that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we've really made a big push for this past year is reviews on Google. Um, so Google organic or Google, Google's kind of taking over the real estate agent space, right? You Google a real estate agent, you know, in Carlsbad, California, you're probably going to get a Google local services listing or mm -hmm. ad that shows a top three agents. And one of the biggest ranking factors is how many reviews you've had on Google. And so we've made a big push this year to get additional reviews um, from our past clients. Uh, and some of the things we've done just to incentivize that is, you know, giveaways. So we're offering prizes to people who can honestly give us a five-star review, give them more entries into a raffle for a prize. And then also doing competitions with our agents saying, hey, we're going to give rewards based on who gets the most uh, five-star reviews for the company in the next month or two weeks or whatever it is. So we've done two of those giveaways and then two somewhat different competitions that incorporate the review aspect 
um, to help us get more uh, Google juice, if you will. Okay. So that's the action. What's the result then? Like you, so you, you've done two, two giveaways. You've, you've really pushed for this. How, how has that impacted your reviews growth? Uh, beginning of 2021, I think we had something like 53 reviews on Google. And if you check it today, you'll probably see 329. I think I saw this number about a, under a week wow. ago. So 200 and what is that? 270 something um, new reviews, five-star reviews on Google in the past year. So it's helped immensely. Okay. Uh, Has comes- that impacted your ranking at all? Have you been tracking your ranking inside the local search packs? We've been tracking our leads. So our leads have definitely increased. Um from Google local service ads since we have gotten a lot more reviews. And typically what we see is right after we get the reviews, we start to get more leads. So it's like there's a recency effect of you get more, you get more right away also. Interesting. That's actually, that might be the very first time that anybody's popped that idea into my head. That's a really interesting number. That's what I've noticed. It's not, it's not a hundred percent trackable, but it's something that every time I know we, cause I get all the notifications when we get five-star reviews. When I see those, I also see the, the leads coming in relatively quickly after that. Okay. Well, for those listening, couple, a couple of points to this. So what David is talking about is the spot. Many of you are still not familiar with the spot, the new sponsored ads that Google plays, because there's a whole bunch of different ads that you can do. You can do display ads, re- retargeting, uh, you can do traditional ads. Google now has all these different ads. Well, they added in February of this year a hyperlocal search pack for real estate specifically that says that, hey, I'm a qualified professional in the area, and it comes up over the local search packs, over the organic search packs. And so you can put a sponsored ad in that pack. And if I'm hearing you correctly, David, what you're saying to our audience is that every time you get a review on your organic Google My Business profile, it ends up, it, which does link to your sponsored profile. It, so, so your sponsored profile does show your reviews, but you don't, you get maybe 10% of the information as you would off your actual Google My Business profile. That's what they allow in the advertised sponsored pack, but it does show your reviews. It absolutely shows those. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying, the, the reviews automatically propagate into my paid sponsored ad. Then I seem to get a, a, a flurry of calls every time I'm getting a new review. Is that off my sponsored though? Is where what you're saying that you're where you're seeing those results? Is that correct? Yeah, I would say every time there's a, a big flurry of new five star reviews, it's not usually a call right after just one five star review. But if we get like 50 in a week's time period, then we'll usually notice a, a bump right after that. Fascinating. Okay. Um, John, I'm not going to let you go through the whole, the whole uh, meeting without saying a single thing because we're 25 minutes in. So, so this is the point where I say serve up a question, sir. Well, I was just wondering, you know, it, it was a consistent theme in our 2021 20, interviews, David. There was two things, video and finding a niche finding for a single agent or for a boutique brokerage. So it's a two-part question. First of all, how big is video or is video something you're really looking at in 2022? And secondly, 
Do you have a kind of niche for your own boutique brokerage? You know, is there a particular client or a particular property or is it just generally property in your Pacific area? Yeah, that's a good question. We we started off uh, and that's one of the one of the other ways that we grew our team relatively quickly was through uh, marketing or prospecting a specific niche. So uh, Chris's background, uh, the founder of the Redux Group, um, he was an investor for a long time and was knocking on doors for distressed properties, you know, making cold calls, connecting with people who uh, were underwater and who needed to sell fast. And so we started out on the real estate team by the time Chris opened the real estate team. Uh, really targeting short sales and distressed sellers. So that was the beginning of our niche that really helped us start to grow. So it was myself. I personally didn't play into that niche very much. It was Chris and then another agent on our team who listed a lot of those properties that ended up being short sales for the most part. Um, And that was one of the big pillars of our business for a while. Now, since then... You know, equity has increased immensely over the past two years, um, as most of us are, are quite familiar with. And so we're not seeing very many short sales. And we, we've pivoted away from that niche um, because the market has shifted. Um, and so that was one of the niches that definitely helped us. But we also had to be nimble and change course as market conditions changed. So right now you're, I'm sorry, John, go, my bad, go, go. No, I was just these, the first part, video, what's your views around video and is it, do you, is it and going to increase or have you got new plans to utilize video? Yeah, I think, I think video is hundred percent the, the wave of the future. And I think that if any agent wants to uh, create a system for organic reach that goes decades in the future, like you have to be on video. Now I say that, but our company has not yet gone where I would like us to go when it comes to video. And and I think this is important for people to understand too, whatever strategies you pick, you have to have the right personnel and the right budget to be able to go all in. And so I, I personally, in our assessment and, you know, in terms of strategy, Chris and I feel like we have to have a marketing director on who can like be the owner of it, create the video strategy, make sure that we're following it, tell Chris where he needs to be and what he needs to say, you know, <laughs> so that he can, you know, have some leverage on, on time. Um, but yeah, you know, one of the guys that that I really respect on video a lot is Kyle Whistle um, out in California. I think he's in the San Diego area. Um, he does an amazing job with video. And uh, I think he even has some courses, uh, like a coaching product that he sells on it, um, which I'm sure we'll buy, you know, whenever we get to having the bandwidth to be able to do that. Um, But as a team, I think, especially for an individual agent, it's much easier to just like jump on it and create a system for yourself. As the organization gets larger, it requires more personnel, more expertise and leverage to be able to do it because our leadership team tends to get stretched in a lot of different directions and managing a lot of different uh, priorities. Yeah, I think we need to wrap up the podcast part of the show, Robert, and then go into bonus content. Beautiful. All right, well, for those of you who've tuned in, um, I'm going to, I do want to have a closing thought. So if you haven't already checked him out, he's in your own environment. Kyle Handy is also real good with video and he's part of the EXP um, 
Uh, EXP to me is is one of those companies that is that is helping a certain percentage of the real estate industry move over to a different concept. And he's he's right there with you, and he's leveraging video heavily as his whistle. So he's he's another person for you to check out. He's a little probably a little bit less polished, but I think his information is bar none. Like in terms of what he provides informationally on video, and we've had him on the show, I think. Um, so he, I think he's pretty amazing and you might want to check him out. And I, and for everybody listening, I think you might want to check him out because he's just, he's just doing some cool things with video. That's, that's it. He's not, and I like him because he's nuts and bolts. He's not like a video editor, master maestro or anything like that. He's just a guy with a camera that, uh, that, that tries to give good messaging, which I feel like anybody could do. That's what I like low barrier of entry, like strategies where you just say, okay, I sit down at my desk and I, I say something. That's as low as the barrier can possibly get. Um, all right. So for those of you who've been listening to our show via a podcast, uh, please, if you're on Apple, give us a review on Safari. If you haven't done so already, we would really appreciate it. Um, I don't know where the rest of you might be. You might be on my website. You might be on the MailRite website. If you are on either one of those platforms and it occurs to you, we'd love a comment on the place that the video video is or the podcast is housed. Um, and uh, if anybody would like to give you a little bit of accolades or push any of your digital stuff as a way of saying, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge, David, how would, how would they do that? Uh, if anyone wants to, you know, reach out to me or are you saying, uh, just yeah, how would you, how could somebody get in touch with you? All right. Yeah, email, email is the easiest. Uh, David at the redux Awesome. And John, how would you like people if they were so inspired to uh, reach out to you? Yeah, I think uh, but I think the main thing is if you really want to leave a comment and be more involved in the podcast is to join the MailRite Facebook page. Um, just like it. And the videos, uh, our live interviews are posted on the Facebook page and you'd be notified. Otherwise, just go to the MailRite YouTube channel and we got a lot of extra material on there. Back over to you, Robert. And for if anybody would like to uh, reach out to me, check me out, contact me, you can do so on inboundrem.com. You can also, the channel that I pay the most attention to since we are talking about video is I pay a lot of attention to my YouTube channels. I probably interact with my audiences more on that channel than any other channel that I have. So we are going to be moving into bonus content here. There will be a video that will go along with that that'll get posted to the mail hyphen right YouTube channel. John is usually kind enough to, to make some mention of me or link somewhere in there. So you can also find me that way. And even if you can't, doesn't matter to me, like comment on the video, let John know that his hard work is uh, appreciated. David, are we going to be able to keep you for maybe five, 10 more minutes, more, 10 more minutes. All right, yeah. John, are you, are you down for that as well? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. We're hoping that you are off to an amazing start for your 2022. I know that I am. Um, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>